Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name is Panos. Today, we have a conversation outside of dog training and talking about what does it look like when you're hanging out with your dogs? What is it that you want from your dog? And I know it's a it's reminds me of what we did in episode 12, which was called Why Do We Have Dogs In Our Lives? So definitely go back, listen to that. Things got a little bit deep towards the end of that episode to what I can remember because for me anyway, and I, th- and I think quite intimately about the training process and how it all falls together, but somebody who's not really deep into dog training may find that it gets a little bit overwhelming. And I have realized in the last, you know, four or five episodes that the that has been a quite technical and quite in-depth in terms of the training system, which a lot of people, um, they dig it, you love it, which is great. I'm happy for that. However, I can also... Um, Try to think because, of course, I'm always trying to get as much information out there for you guys as possible. But we do need to remember that we have a dog. Not so, most people get dogs, not so we can train them. Most people get dogs so they can so we can enhance their lives, it can complement their lives, not to complicate it. And we use the training process to be something that we incorporate in our life with our dog as becoming more of a habit and a way of life, so that teaching recalls, going to your bed, walking a loose leash, dog barks at other dogs. Yeah, these are all problems that the training's methods and techniques help. But what are they helping for? Hence why the podcast is called Life With Your Dog. I didn't want to call it dog training with Panos or, or, you know, train your dog through life. It's about life with your dog. We get dogs so we can live with them. The training is something that complements it. For example, I like to participate in sports like martial arts and my workouts outside of when I'm training with the, with whatever martial art that I'm working on, I am working on keeping my body strong and making sure that I'm hydrated and I'm trying to sleep as well as I can so it can complement what I do for training. But then even the martial arts that I do isn't because I'm a martial artist and, and I want to compete or that I'm that I'm, a f- and that I'm fanatical about it. It's more that because I know that improves my life, that I feel that I get regular exercise, a good social group. It gets my mind body working together. Something I learned recently from Andrew Huberman talking about there's much benefit in nonverbal language, playing an instrument, playing sport, you know, doing jujitsu, for example. These sort of activities are nonverbal. However, you can there is a language within it and there's a different type of thinking. So then fulfilling that, giving myself biological fulfillment in those training times enhances my life so I can just live. Like, for example, yesterday was a day off and I was able to take my son to the beach and walk to the shack, which is the corner shop, and to do different things. My dogs were with me and, yes, I was giving them commands, but the commands are loosely walking. All of that had to... They came with me on that outing with my son because it 
because they're not a pain in the butt to deal with and it's nice to have them. And also, well, I don't have dogs so I can take them to work and train and help other people and that's it. I have dogs so that because I love the presence of dogs and 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 I'm really into what is it that dogs teach me and how can I be a better person? How can I be a better father? How can I be better dog trainer for sure because I'm learning these lessons from our dogs but our dogs are in the moment you know we have dogs to live in our we teach dogs to live in our society dogs teach us to live in the now it's a two-way street in my opinion so we don't want to be so training focused all of the time because it's too clinical it's almost like everywhere I go it becomes so methodical that it takes our emotion from it if we're too emotional and we're not methodical or rational then we're not getting the things that we want. You know, people spoil their dogs because they love them, but it doesn't mean the dogs are going to be well-behaved when we're in different situations. Now, if your dog's well-rounded, balanced, happy, calm, and you spoil them, I don't like the word spoiling. I think we do a whole episode about what, when people say to me, I want to spoil my dog, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before in the past, but it just, it does my head in. It, like no one wants to eat spoiled fruit, rotten fruit, Spoiled isn't a good thing. To spoil somebody makes them rotten in a way because they don't learn to to fit within the schedule of of what's happening. But in saying that, spoiled dog. Some it, it, it all depends on who you ask. But it's a big day. You've done your walks. You've done your training. Everyone's been fed. You're watching TV. Hang out with your dog. Sit down on the ground and get, and you know pat them and hang out with them and you know take them for the walk and let them do the things that they love to do. Be in the backyard and and all I'm trying to work on today is that I want you guys to just remember how to hang out with your dog and make that part of the requirements that have to be rather than always it being work. Just like when you work for somebody and on that Friday afternoon it's like hey I'm taking you all out from for a, for a couple of drinks. We're going to finish an hour early just so we can keep some worker morale. You know, we're not working. We don't talk about work. We talk about life and things that, we, that we're into and whatever conversation that comes up. Those are the things that I want to try to put out there for today's episode is what are you doing when you're hanging out with your dog? Is that complementing what it is that you want? Again, does it complement your training? And then on the flip side, has your training complemented the, the fact that you can just hang out with your dog? So you should probably write that list of what is it that I love about my dog? Why do I have a dog in my life? Do I do it because we've always had a dog and I feel empty without a dog? Or that I've always wanted a dog and dogs make me feel so happy? And and what is it that makes me happy when I'm with them? You know, I think it's worthwhile asking these questions and remember to love your dogs. And it was something that the canine paradigm was talking about a couple of episodes ago. Um, and Pat was mentioning how we, you know, in his puppy training program, he's talking all about training, but we're not talking about hanging out. And and I love and 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 loving your dog and supporting your puppy. He was talking about puppies and and supporting them and giving them a chance. And the training is like something that layers on top. And and I love the that he said that because it's everything that I think about. I I get into dog. I got into dog training originally because dogs made me better. And if dogs made me better about my life and and help me heal and 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 work and find more meaning and purpose in life then if I can teach people to train their dogs so their dogs listen to them and, and then they can start to complement their life in, in, in the way that they initially intended, then people's lives are better. People are better to each other, to the families, to themselves, to nature, to God and, and, and beyond. So I really do want to, well, you know, shout out to the can, the boys at the Canine Paradigm, you know, always putting out worthwhile content, but that really, um, really got me happy that we're having that conversation because you know, of course, being in the dog training industry and being like delved right into it is that 
everyone becomes so hooked to the training and all the cool looking things. But what is it, what, what is it that you want from your dog? So I think that's cool. And um, remember, what do you get from your relationship with your dog? What is it that, you know, what, what coins do you get, so to speak, that metaphorical coin? Like, what is it that, that's coming to you? Because if it's always like, oh, I have, to do, I have to do the training, I have to do that. The problem, what I see with my clients is that they find the training, if they find the training overwhelming, we go into paralysis by analysis, too much going on, we do nothing. And also, how does this compliment me? What's the bed command for? Well, when your friend comes over, bed means you stay in your place until I release you. You know, what's the point of a, of, of using a training collar? Well, it's of course, so your dog can, you can have better leash handling of your dog and your dog, your communication with your dog is better because you want to go for the Sunday walk with your family. So everything that you do has to aim towards something practical, something pragmatic that's that you can replicate in your life. And remember that, the training is for biological fulfillment, mind and body connections, and fulfilling them in terms of giving them the things they want. Some dogs want to play tug in their in their downtime, and if we give them more tug, they do less tugging on your furniture, for example. Very, very common example. But it's because we want the calm dog. So, you, and you see, with my, like I'm not training my dogs all the time. I train my dogs, and they know when it's a training session – we also know that when we're proofing commands, it's because now it's a way of life. When I need you to down and hang out there, you got to hang out. And I'm always aiming towards that. That's the thing that I'm looking for. I want, to, I want my life to be good with my dog so that when I do decide to have that downtime, me and my dog have a connection and a relationship, but he still respects me and listens to me. And I think that's where a lot of people can get mixed up is that we become so into the training where just like people get into such a psychological process and like, and I can catch myself doing this too, is that, oh, I see my, when my son does something, is that going to, is that going to implicate something else later? And, and then you have to realize, let the kid live, let him, let him do things, let him be a bit cheeky, let him be the human that he is so he can, so we can appreciate that. Those are the things that you look back on and, and you laugh at and that, you know, you become nostalgic about. It's not, oh my God, my dog did such a good recall. And that's, and that's nostalgic. Maybe it is, especially for, for the dog trainers out there, but it's, oh, well, we went to a friend's house and we went for a walk and had a picnic. My dogs played. It was so nice. And of course, my dog came back to me when I, when I, when I asked him to, it's that discipline equals freedom concept is, well, he knows to follow the rules. So now I can give him more freedom. The freedom is so that he can appreciate the environment that I'm in but we still have a good tether. My dog is focused on me, loves me, and he knows that I advocate for him because if anything were to go wrong, and something just happened just before. Um, Chili's been ex exceptional with, with all of the things that he was dealing with coming into his new environment four months now, is that the things that freaked him out, I haven't seen him freak out in a very long time, but today something happened. The guys were cleaning the weeds up in the in the park there and as we're walking, he was on a long leash and a gentleman with a big wide brim hat, you know, had the full long pants, long clothes because he's getting into the deep weeds and they're like, you know, I'm fixing the, the environment around here. And he had a big Hessian bag and yeah, I haven't heard Chili, but I don't even know what Chili's bark sounds like. And ba 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 and then like backing up. And I was like, oh wow, I called him over. He came to me. I marked and reward, marked and reward, told him to down. He was still a little bit unsure as he was like two meters from the gentleman. Hey, you know, he's like, oh, do you have a card? I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a card. I'm like, sorry, just working on him. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Um, marked and reward. He came back to me, looked at the guy, I marked and reward. So I had the training process ready to go. 
because, and again, with this new dog, I have to, ha- I have to be set up, ready to go, have the food on you if your dog's highly motivated by food and if you feel that something could happen. Now, yesterday when I went for a walk, I would admit that it wasn't, I wasn't at work. I wasn't in a training session, so I didn't have my pouch on me. I didn't have food on me and I would have done something different. But again, the training in that moment to make him feel good around that person, now I need to find people with Hessian bags and wide brim hats to desensitize him. But I don't want that to be so clinical where he comes out of the car, we do the desensitization, we put him in the car and then we take him back home. You certainly should and do that. And I think there is that paradox again where, but didn't you tell us to just do that a couple of episodes ago, finishing a positive note, et cetera, et cetera. But again, we're talking about real life here. Everyday life is about how can I implement it into life? How can I create this as a habit? If I had no food on me and he barked, I'd call him over. Hey, buddy, sit. It's all good. Oh, sorry, buddy. Can you just step back a little bit? I'm advocating for my dog here. He doesn't like you. He's scared of you. And I need to intervene to show rather than going, hey, you've been good with people. You need to go on. How about you try to pat him? So, and I wouldn't suggest if your dog's barking at somebody scared to get them to come and pat your dog is a bad idea. So just wanted to use today's episode as more of a me just putting it out there that Remember to hang out with your dog. Remember to love with your dog. What is it that you want from your life with your dog? Because that's how training can really complement our life. So if I can just go through my list here real quickly. That's everything that I wanted to talk about. I hope this is well received because it's something that I did realize we were getting a little bit technical, which, and again, maybe give me some feedback. Maybe all the technical episodes is something that you guys really do want to um, hear more of and we'll continue putting it out there. But, um, but it is that gentle reminder. We don't have dogs just to train them. And, and if you do, that's great. Well then, you know, another thing that, that I heard recently where, you know, even working, pe- working dog people have their working dog that they work so they can be the, to have a specific role and a specific job that actually needs to be done. And then a lot of these people have other dogs where they just let them be. They're in the house, they do whatever they want, go for walks, there's a bit of a rat bag, we like that. So as much as I'm saying control the environment, do this, do that, and I sound like the, the headmaster telling you that, you know, your dog should always be under control, which he, sh- which he should be. But also remember what it is, you know, all those fun little moments, the cheeky moments, the times where uh, as long as it's not dangerous and it's not going to hinder anything else in your life, just remember to have fun with your dogs, love with them, love on them and and appreciate them. And, and there's a time for me. So another real quick point of that would be uh, my son wanted to go for a little walk down the beach. We live very close to a beach. So as we're walking, Leonardo, and he would remind me of this, like, oh, can spades come with us? Because I wasn't planning to take the dogs with me. I think it's nice to do things without the dogs as well, since I spend a lot of hours with my dogs. And I'm like, of course, spades can come. And he came and when we hung out, he went for a quick swim, gave him a little rub down. And while um, Leonardo was doing his thing, I know Spades appreciates that. I know he likes it. So I do it because that's our connection. And it's also good on other ends, like for Chili to see us leave because he's a new dog he, and he does howl sometimes. Only like two or three howls for about one or two minutes. Tanya usually would tell him to be quiet. He would normally settle himself, but it's good for me to keep doing that for other reasons. But again, I don't. I didn't take Spades because of the separation distress that Chili may have, it's mainly because my son Leonardo wanted to hang out with with Spades because he loves him. So we have to remember that because I think we do we can slip up where everything becomes about the art and the and the sport you do. Well, you forgot why you even do it in the first place. So and that's not life. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. Much love to you all. Thank you very much. And 
again, I haven't had a question in, in a couple of weeks. So if you guys have a question of anything you want me to discuss, even if we've briefly talked about it before, but from a different angle, I'm happy to do that. So let me know. And until next time, have a great day. And remember, hang out with your dog. Have fun. Chill out. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at np underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, C-A-N-I-N-E.com.au. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Kizuna Canine Training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.